Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Well, it's the end of another year, and it is the end of double episodes. I hope that this end of the year double episodes has helped out some of you that are still in quarantine or just needed a smile. Here's hoping that 2021 will be a lot less hectic than the last year. We can't wait to share the rest of this story as we continue in the next year, and we hope all of you have a very safe and happy holidays. Stay legendary. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, suggestions of a child in danger, and an attempted suicide by jumping out a window. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, The cracks grow wider, and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror, and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds, and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds, and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds. And now it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. Let's try the uh, breaking in. And she kind of winces as she says that. Let's try the breaking in mm-hmm. part first. And then... It plagues a lot to keep to peace. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Once a DMP member, always a DMP member. <laughs> Ship dies. Okay. You want to distract her or you want to come in with me? Oh, I will distract her. Okay. That'll be funnier. <laughs> Especially when it doesn't work. That you distract her? Well, just knowing, knowing, Megzy knowing my luck with stuff. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you don't have to be very convincing about things. You just have to, like, make sure she doesn't go back to her room. Okay, but, like, obviously I have to be like, Hey, Camille, I want to show you something cool. Like, a smart person would just kind of keep an eye on her. And if she starts going back to her room, like, then, like, get her attention. But Celine's gonna be like, hey, hey, you. Just, just ask her some more questions. Start asking her, like... Ridiculous questions like would oh I know what to do yeah oh yeah okay okay all right so uh, once we get back we divide and conquer I suppose well do I see Liston actually yeah she is urgently talking to one of her staff 
mm-hmm. asking where the fuck you two are. Oh, oh, right here. <laughs> okay, walk. <laughs> Down to the water wheel for no particular reason at all. Um, I am going to look around for her room. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. And so you approach her and the staff member, and she sees I, you. I think I don't really like go like, hey, how are you doing? I just kind of walk in there in a line of sight, like, casually. <laughs> she goes from talking to the staff member and just looks past to you and is like, oh, thank gods. Miss, Miss Argent Grey. Yes? Oh, f- uh, forgive me, I, I thought... Is everything all right? You, you did not say you were going or where you were going. I thought you had taken him and... And left. Oh, well, here I am. <laughs> Just went for a walk. Uh, I, I see. Please, will you, will you tell me what I lost? I have been trying to remember. Why don't we take a walk? Very well. She nods to the server, and the server goes back to their job. Uh, this way. I'm following. And she just leads you outside to walk down one of the streets as the day is picking up and people are getting ready for the week's festivities. I can only tell you what I saw when I revealed your contract on your arm. You have to understand there is a lot that I do not know about about him, the one you made this arrangement with. But what I read on your skin was that in return for returning life to your establishment, you gave up possession and memory of your oldest child. Child, I... That's ridiculous. I don't have any children. I... She stops walking and just... Stops. No. No, I couldn't have... I, I wouldn't have. Family is the most important thing. Why? How? You're lying. I can't lie. She just turns and starts making her way back to the inn. Oh, shit. Talia. Yes. Talia, we have a situation. <laughs> I press my, my earpiece, we have a situation. She might be on her way back. While she's gone, you make your way upstairs. Mm-hmm. I actually make a investigation check. You have proficiency? Not that great of proficiency. So profici- proficiency means it's doubled, right? So now she has negative four. No. No. <laughs> uh, investigation? Uh, yeah. 13. Okay, yeah, that's enough. Okay. Uh, a quick... Look around, you're able to find her house or living quarters at... Townhouse. Yeah, at one of the top corners of the establishment. Okay. Coming up to it, it is locked. Okay, then I am going to put on my cloak of elven kind. I don't remember what that does. It gives you advantage on stealth checks. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Okay. And then I'm going to try and open the lock. Okay. I have thieves tools. You do. So go ahead and make a dexterity check just... The check, no proficiency. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't have proficiency in that. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13. That's enough. It was a pretty simple... 14. Sim- 14. It was a pretty simple lock, so it's just you fiddle around with it for a second and then click, click, it opens. Okay. And then I slip inside. Okay. Slipping inside, you find a very nice apartment. 
slightly bigger than the suites with an extra room. Mm -hmm. Everything is fairly neatly organized. There is a writing desk off next to a like circular style window that sits at one of the peaks of the roof mm -hmm. of the inn. There's also a couple of just pieces of lounging furniture, a couple chairs. You notice everything that is meant to just be like directly sat on. It's made properly so that somebody with a tail can sit on it. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? Is there any evidence like outwardly of, well, I doubt there is, because if she doesn't remember then she probably doesn't have anything, anything outwardly that would have indicated that somebody else lived in this area. Make an investigation check and take five on it. Okay. Eight plus five, 13, 15. 15. Looking around, you don't find any just like direct obvious evidence of somebody else living here that is no longer here. Except as you're walking down like a small hallway that leads to the rooms, and you're just kind of looking in them, you get to the last one and it's smaller than you thought it should be, given the spacing of the doors and the size of the previous room. Okay. Like, it's just a smaller room? Yeah. But, like, walking back and forth between the two rooms, there's a bit of missing space. Oh. Hmm. Something's hidden. Mm. I'm guessing. Can I find it? Uh, make one more investigation, check. 13, 14, 15... 15 okay. if i'm not taking five on it okay and that's just enough you're sort of feeling along the wall and then you feel a point where the wallpaper gives a bit and like pushing at it a little like forcefully it actually tears okay but looking behind it there's a door just wallpapered over is the door locked it is all right let's try this again 15. That's more than enough to undo it. It's, it was an even simpler lock than the front door. Oh, sweet. So it was really just a turn latch that didn't have a turn handle for it on the outside. So. Oh, I see. Okay. So you quickly open that up and push open into a room full of dust. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in here besides dust? A bed. Children's toys. A dresser full of clothes. Around what age are we looking at? Is this infant stuff? Like No, it's not infant. But at the same time, some of the stuff you wouldn't expect to amuse Jareth anymore. So not so, as old as twelve. Not as old as twelve, what but about not Adrian's as age. Maybe there are a couple things that you could see like Adrian definitely enjoying and playing with. There's also a writing desk though, oh, okay. so so we're looking at someone who probably around like six or seven? Somewhere in that range, yeah. Between seven and ten, probably. Seven and ten, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could literally just show her this. Is there like drawers or something? Or... In this room? Or... Not in this room. There's clothes in the drawers, I'm assuming. Yeah. But is there like in the rest of the house? I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, there's absolutely no way this is the only thing that could be stuck in this house somewhere. Mm -hmm. Can I like doctor's visits or that's very modern um <laughs> anything uh, any so like uh birth certificates anything there is the writing desk in the main room that looked like it had a lot of papers on it uh, and portraits some drawers some, yeah maybe portraits or something which is a drawn thing i think 
still. But do they have photographs yet? Like actually kind of just emerging as a thing. Okay, probably um, not. She it, probably it, doesn't have that. No, it, they're actually like the old, <laughs> they're on silver type. Oh, uh, like, one of those. Yeah, okay. like those, yeah. Sweet. Can make an investigation check on the area of the writing desk. Okay. 14, 15. Just, yeah, you keep being consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's a thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, looking through the drawers and the writing desk, you find a stack of letters that are bound up in a ribbon with some more just loosely put in, in with them. They've all been opened, but they've all been seemingly put back in their envelopes just to, like, keep. So, to her? Yeah, these okay. ones are to her, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to open one and then see okay. what it says. It reads, uh, Dear Risden, I'm so happy to hear that the business is doing better. It's a letter from her sister. Oh, okay. Her sister, who is Relin. Uh, Relin? Relin. And the other are City. Relian. Relian. Relin and Relian. Relin and Relian. All these letters that are bound up like this are from Relin. Okay. And there seems to be a very consistent correspondence between the two. Okay, and this one is recent, I'm guessing. This one is more recent. It's dated actually as of like two weeks ago. Can I go back two months? Mm-hmm. Okay, I go back two months and find that around that. Going back, searching through the letters, Relin talks about how she's sorry that Risen's business isn't doing well, but there's nothing really she can do to help. She kind of got herself into this mess. And she knows that Khan won't help her. There's some family drama going on. All right. She says, I really hope that things start looking up both for yours and Corin's sake. Corin. Can I look through a couple more letters? Does Corin get mentioned a lot? Corin gets mentioned a few times. And it becomes pretty obvious that that is the kid's name. Oh, she winces when she does this, but I'm going to pocket the the letters mm-hmm. and kind of set stuff back where it was. Uh, make a perception check really quick. Fuck me. Me too. Nine plus 15. Wow. Again, consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so you hear from down the hall, like outside, the doorway to the staircase open. So they're going to walk in. They're going to come up to this floor, possibly to this room. Is there a way I can get out of this room Back without them the... seeing? Time to hide. There's a window. Okay. It's a window and your wife is a cleric. You're fine. A window, your wife is a cleric. You also have Misty Step. <gasps> I do! I forgot I had that. And a um, grappling hook. And a grappling hook. Although okay, I don't know okay. how good that would be going down. <laughs> just shoot it into the ground and then just... Yeah, face plant into the ground. I am going to do Misty Step, or as we were calling it. Um, shadow Step? Shadow. Dark Step. Dark, dark step. step. It was Dark Step, okay. which I actually have used like twice, and I have not described what actually happens. So uh, just assuming people would know what that is. So I'm going to describe it. So I look down at the window, mm-hmm. and what is the window looking out on? Uh, this window is actually looking down onto the fairly bustling street. However, looking down, there is a shadowy alleyway you could probably make it to. Okay. I am going to do that then. Okie dokie. So I cast Dark Step 
and my body is engulfed in this billowing black smoke Mm -hmm. that just vanishes from sight. Okay. And then reappears in an alleyway as I'm teleported from one place to another. Nice. I stop to change my pants because I shit myself. Um, (laughs) Glad you keep extra pants on you just for this situation. Exactly. I look back up at the window. Did anybody see me? A perception check. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Coming back to Celine and Riston. So when she turns away, I I, I press my earpiece to say we have might have a situation. (laughs) Tell you we might have a situation. And then I run after you. Wait, 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 wait. I'm telling you the truth. She continues to walk and tears are streaming down her face right now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, how tall is she? Taller than you. Yeah, I got to, I got to jog to get probably. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like step in front of her. It was, wait, please. Roll persuasion. 18. Okay. She pauses, but she's not looking at you. She's kind of just looking over you. Are you remembering? I have never had a child. I I could not have had... You gave up something in return, and that is what was bound into your skin. So if it was not a child you gave up, then what could it have been? She just starts and stops saying something a couple times. Please, I am only trying to help you. And even though I do not know much about him, I do know a bit. Why? Why what? Why would I do? Why would I do that? People do a lot when they're desperate and afraid. She kind of just looks down at the ground. If you are remembering something, you must tell me. Not, not about, I was in a desperate situation. I, I did not tell you. My uncle, my, my father's brother. After my business started to fail, he told me, he told me that I must get my business in order or I would be disowned from the family name. He is the eldest in my family name. And so it is his right who is going to disown you for having a failing business? Of dishonoring my father's legacy. The inn was his. I took it over upon his death, which for us means it must succeed until my death. It is a great honor to take over a business from those who came before, but it is a large responsibility. And of course your uncle offered some help in this situation. She shakes her head. Press my earpiece. Talia, these people are weird. (laughs) (laughs) There you have your answer of why you did it. But if I had... I... She just stops and puts her face in her hands. They go up to her and I just put my hands on her shoulders. This is not... This is not entirely your fault. I... I'm sorry, I need to be alone. I... I, I need... I need to decide what... what I'm going to do. Um, 
Where were you going to decide that? <laughs> Excuse me, I, I must return to my quarters. Oh, she, I, no, oh, um, you know, I I find that when I have to clear my head, I, I do much better in a. Uh, it was better. It was new scenery. Are you lying? No, not really. Okay, roll persuasion then. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's not like. Uh, it's 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 like a half truth. It's right. like <clears throat> you're a wanderer, of course. Yeah, you like yeah. Your scenery. Oh, there you go, there you go. See, yeah. You know, I, you know, I here's here, let me let me rephrase it. <clears throat> you know, I find when I have to think about something that um, new scenery often can help. Roll persuasion. Thirteen. Perhaps, but this has been a trying morning. I need. I need to return to my quarters. Uh, excuse me, uh, please. Uh, and she continues past you. Wait, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's being cleaned, maybe. <laughs> the housekeeping staff might be in there, and they have very loud vacuums, and you won't be able to hear yourself sink very well. You definitely want to go anywhere over there. Shit. I think I probably tail her a little bit, like I'm casually following her. Okay. So you follow her as she goes back up to her quarters Mm -hmm. and opens the unlocked door. Oh, boy. She kind of stops in the doorway and looks, like, down at the door, but goes inside and closes it, and you hear the latch click shut. Talia, outside, you see Risden come into the apartment and pull the curtains closed. I'm like listening, so if I hear any like, hey you, what are you doing in here? Mm -hmm. Make a perception check. 16. But I have advantage, let's see if I do better. Nope, 16. 16, okay. Not like putting your ear up against the door, but waiting outside. Pretty sure I know, uh, look, I'm mostly listening for Talia's voice, I think, because I just couldn't recognize it. Okay, you don't hear Talia's voice, but you hear her moving around. Then you hear, like, you think it's, like, rustling of paper? Right, I left that open, too. After another moment, Celine, you hear her break into just sobs. Mm. Talia, are you still outside? Yes. You see one of the windows on the outside of the building open and counting windows. It's the room. It's the room. The that you, room. It's the room that you found. Right. And Risen is stepping into the windowsill. She's going to jump. Mm-hmm. I dark step behind her and grab her around the waist. Okay. Do I hear all this? Yeah, you hear something happening. <laughs> you hear this weird sound that you've, I think you've heard when uh, Talia has used dark step before and sounds of a sudden struggle. Oh yeah, I'm, as... I'm, I'm there. Kristen, are you all right? The door's locked. It's locked? Yeah. Yeah, she locked the door. I'm like trying the door handle and okay. calling your name out. Kristen, are you all right? So Talia, you grab <clears throat> her and pull her back inside and she tries to pull away, but as soon as you pull her away from the window, she stops resisting and just continues sobbing. Damn it. How do I open the lock? If you have these tools. Do I have these tools? I have air pins. I hear her yelling. Okay. Yeah. I kind of drag Risden like out of the room Mm -hmm. and into her living room area, and then I go unlock the door. Oh! Is everything okay? Uh, no. Oh. 
Did you get caught? No. No. Oh. Did you say that in night speak? Yeah. No, I didn't. In night speak. <sighs> what happened? She found the room. What room? I'm just continuous in this mm. night speak. Her son's room. Oh. She almost jumped out the window. What? She's on the floor, oh, like, sobbing. Oh, yeah. Didn't. Okay. So I kneel in front of her. Does any part of you remember? She shakes her head. And the more I think on it, there's... holes. Spots of memory that are... A month and a half ago, I was... I was sitting in my... I was sitting at my writing desk, going over bills, seeing how bad we were doing. I, I remember hearing something. I remember hearing a noise down the hall and looking up. And then after that, I was standing up and preparing lunch. But there's... I know in between that I was talking to someone. You were probably talking to Corin. Was that his name? I pull out the letters. According to your sister, yeah. She starts flipping through them and like reading them. Huh. Would I've written to her since would would she remember? We left earlier today to talk to your brother. He wasn't aware that you had a child either. Apparently the memory of him completely went away. It's as if he didn't exist. What am I... What am I going to do? Do you kind of keep going? That's all you can do. She's breaks down sobbing again and just can't speak. I'm gonna switch to night speak. Can you open a door, please? Why? I need to ask somebody some questions. Why? Because I don't want him to be around you at the moment, but I want to know. You don't have to close it all the way, just... I was not pulling him into this. He's already in it. And that was our <laughs> responsibility. It's not. I just want some information. He doesn't have to give me any, but I feel like if he has any information that he does want to share. Oh, I'm sure he has plenty of information. He'd be plenty willing to share for our price. Probably, but I'm not going to take anything. I swear. No prices, no deals, and we can't fix this. I just want to know what he did with why? I don't know. Give her some answers, maybe. And if he's done something terrible with him? Then he's done something terrible. And you would tell her? I don't know yet. He might not even answer. Might not even be there. But it's worth a shot, right? Is it? You can just say no. <laughs> what? You can just say no if you want. I go back to the front door of the room, mm -hmm. and I open it to the farewell, to the blade. Okay. I'll be right back. Don't shut it all the way. And keep out of sight. Alright? 
I don't say anything, but I step back. I, I touch your cheek before I go through the door and then walk into the blade. Okay. Selena, are you doing anything? Standing by the door, like kind of behind it. Okay. Looking really tense and gouted, arms folded, jaw set, kind of eyes unfocused. Talia, you enter the glade, and it's the same each time mm-hmm. you've come with the moon overhead, casting its pale light onto the glade. Well, fun of seeing you here. Ah, you know, I get around. He steps out from behind a tree. Good evening. Or morning. (laughs) What do I owe the pleasure of this visit? You made a deal with a dragon born in Clearwater. He shrugs. Perhaps. What did you do with the child? Children are, as a general rule, not of huge interest to me. And why did you want him? Why did I want the last one? Could this one open a door too? Shrugs. Yeah, my daughter does that too. She's five. How old are you? (laughs) Older than your daughter. The child in question could indeed open a door. The one in the courtyard? Hmm. No. There's more doors than between here and there. He just smiles his smile. If it makes you feel any comfort, I fully intend to return the child to the material plane. When? When the time is right. So, like, a couple years? Perhaps. Thousands? Unlikely. Will he be alright? Be in no worse shape than your child. Then you know what shape my child is in. The Feywild has unintended consequences on mortal minds that linger too long. This child is not entirely of mortal mind, so he should fare better. Very well. Miss Argent Grey, I am feeling in a generous mood this evening. I will tell you plainly that I have no intention for the child to come to harm. I know those on the material plane are insects to you and those like you, and that our lives are blinks or quick breaths. And I doubt you actually care whose lives you destroy along the way. But those are lives, whether you see them as valid or not. And now a woman has to grieve with that shitty decision she made. 
but you offered it to her. And whether that burdens you or not, it's still something that outweighs. If not in our lifetime, then perhaps towards the end of yours. I turn around and I head back towards the door. He doesn't say anything else as you walk out. I look at you to close it. I close it as soon as you come back in. Did you hear it? Did I? You still you maybe caught like a quarter of it just at the corner of your hearing. Mm-hmm. I come back in and I rub my face. I look at you. I don't look happy. Spoken plainly, he has no intention for harm to come to the child and will eventually release him. Isn't this to me? I uh, released him. You. In nineteen. Sorry. That's fortunate. Yeah. What do we tell her? Whatever you feel is right. Wow. Okay. So I go up to Risden. She, at this point, she's sitting, just looking down at her hands in one of the sofas. If it means anything at all, the one who made the deal doesn't intend for harm to come to him and doesn't intend to bring him back at one point. But these creatures are... Untrustworthy. And old. And time works a lot differently for them. So when he says he intends to return him to this plane of existence, that could be from now until a hundred years later. And that was the best I could find out. She's kind of sitting there just looking numb at this point. So what you're telling me is I have to go on knowing that I gave up my own kin and not knowing if I'll ever get them back. I don't know what words I can offer. You do have to keep going, though. How? With Harmon gone, I'm back in the same hole that I was before. Harmon will be returned to you. As an employee? What if he doesn't want to stay? That is his choice. But you have to keep going. I'm not looking at her, I'm kind of still standing by the door, looking really gouded. You have to keep going. You owe that much to Corin. When you say that, she's still and silent for a long while. For Corin, I have. I have failed. But I must go on. For Corin, if you'll please. Leave me alone for a while. I, I need I need to be alone. Alright. I stand up and head towards the door. I open it and I walk out. We shut up behind us. Where are you going? Back to our suite. Okay. I follow. 
Um, I had the doorknob. Right, yeah. So, but before I put it back on the wall and I close it, alright, what? What? What's wrong? What do you mean? <sighs> what did I do now? What did you do? Celine? Talia. I'm not in the fucking mood. Just tell me what's wrong and what I did. Why? So you can figure out how to fix it? Okay. I toss her the doorknob and I walk out the door. I'm gonna go take a walk. I set up the doorknob but I don't go in. I sit down on one of the couches. The door opens up after you set it up. Mm -hmm. And Adrian pokes her head out. She just comes out and sits on the bed. Sits there with her cat. Mm -hmm. and sucks. Looking at you but not saying anything. Sorry for keeping you so long in the house. We had things to attend to. You alright? She nods. Funny robot. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Speaks. She just kind of like motions mm -hmm. towards her mouth. Yes, he um, he's speaking. I think as well as he can. Can you understand him, Marie? She nods, but like scrunches up her face a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um. Yes, with an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> rough motions towards her ears. Oh, is it? Is he? Does it have your ears? Nods mm -hmm. a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry for that. Perhaps now um, Resden will be able to get him some sort of upgrade where he can speak uh, properly. Is Jealous okay? She shrugs. Talking with Robot. <laughs> Do you want to stay in here? I think we're going to check on them. Do you want to stay in here? She nods. So I go into the house to oh. check on Almin and Jealous. Jealous just sitting on the couch with Harmon and Harmon's strumming on that uh, loop that you guys found in mm -hmm. and is playing a couple songs that uh, you heard him playing on the piano mm -hmm. downstairs but on the guitar instead. Everyone okay in here? Yeah. Uh, Harmon's just been playing a lot. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't really know a lot. No? I, I, I've been talking with him and kind of reminds me of Adrian a little bit. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, so... Just with him not knowing things. Mm. Like a well, child. Yeah, uh, a bit. Hmm. But he's learning really fast. Oh, well, that's good. Are you teaching him things? Uh, sort of. Just talking with him and seeing what he knows. Mm. Well, that's, um, that's good. Are you okay? D difficult morning. Oh, okay. Where's Tally? She went for a walk. Okay. She uh, also had a difficult morning. Uh, I think I'm going to go lay down for a bit, and um, then we'll maybe perhaps we'll see about going to some of the festivities this evening. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Adrian, go outside. Mm, yes, apparently uh, Almond's voice voice was uh, uh, you know a sensitive as a. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> He seems equipped to play a couple different instruments, including a harmonica, which yeah. um, 
I think that's what he's using for his voice. I think so as well. Okay, hopefully Rizda knows that he's uh, aware. She might be able to purchase some vocal upgrades for him. Maybe he can sing. Huh. A singing robot. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to go lay down. Okay. I'm going to go lay down. All right. Talia, where are you walking? As away from people as I can get. So you actually just start walking in a direction where there seems to be less people. Uh-huh. And you actually find yourself walking along the mountain pass that comes along the river and like is walking up towards some of the more fancier buildings. But there are there is less people and more nature in this direction as well. Okay. So you just walk that way for maybe an hour, hour and a half until you come on to the clear water docks, which this area is like another mini section of the town. And there are some people going back and forth here, but the lake isn't used so much for trade as there aren't many towns actually built along it Uh and more just for pleasure. And so there's some people off in the distance, but the noise from them is lost in the noise of the water and the wind rippling across the waves. It's actually probably the largest lake you've ever seen. It's probably closer to a sea, actually. Mm-hmm. So look all the way across and you can't see the other side. Is there a place I can just sit? Yeah. And just be quiet for a while? Mm-hmm. I think she does that. Okay. And just tries to calm down. And I'd say she's probably there for, like, a couple hours. Okay. Eventually decides to hit back, but she doesn't do anything. She just sits. All right. Just listens to the sounds around her and feels the nature as much as she can soak in. And there definitely is nature here. It's a bit different than what you're used to being around as far as, like, as far as, like, open plains or deep woods. This is mountains and lakeside, but... There's still definitely that elemental nature to it. Mm-hmm. You get back about six o'clock yeah. in the evening. Celine, you would have been back in the room by like a little afternoon. Mm-hmm. Are you still in bed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just dozing, I think. Not like sleeping, but like just dozing. Okay. Yeah, I get back. Do I see anybody I recognize as I'm coming back in? Actually coming back in. You see Khan. Oh. Talking with one of the wait staff. Seems a little agitated. Um, oh, I walk near them. Can I hear what they're saying? Are you trying to go unnoticed? Not necessarily, no. Okay, make a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen? <laughs> it's the day of fifteens, apparently. Yeah. You hear him, like, demanding to know where uh, Risden is, and talking about people coming over asking all sorts of strange and disrespectful questions. Sorry about that. He stops and looks over. Ah, do you happen to know where my sister is? Why? I wish to speak with her about certain family issues. Nah, I think you've done enough. Narrows his eyes at you. You have no right to stand in between me and 
what matters to my family. I don't really give two shits about what matters to your family. I just know that that woman needs to not see you right now. Especially if you're just gonna yell at her. You and your family can just toddle back to your own places. He curls his lip up away from his sharp teeth in a snarl. And I snarl right back at him and curl my teeth. Fine. Turns and leaves. Disgusting. The server comes up to you and she's just like, Thank you. I did not know how to tell him no. You're welcome. Have you actually seen her? Not since she came back from her walk with your partner. Right, yeah. Um, She might still be in a room. That's where I was going to send him, but thankfully you came in. Does he do that often? Never. I don't think he's set foot in the establishment in well over eight months. What was he like when he first did it? Uh, well, that last time he did, it was much the same, actually. But before that, he always seemed pleasant enough. Can I ask you a couple questions? Certainly. When did Risden take over the business? About seven years ago. Her father was falling ill, and there was talk of closing it. She looks guilty a little bit. Me and some of the other servers that have been with her family for a long time convinced her to keep it open after her father's death. I see. Does she handle everything, like books, everything? She nods. Before she officially took it over, she and her husband had started to take over elements just because their father was unable to keep up with the demands. Mm-hmm. But then he left and... Her husband was another dragonborn? She nods. Can you do me a favor? Sorry to ask so much. Can you figure out how much... If we weren't getting comped for our room and our meals... Can you find out how much we would be paying, please? Uh, yes, I, I, I can. In, in fact, if you'll just wait here, I can tell you. She looks a little embarrassed. A number of the staff were rather unhappy with Ristin's decision and have been keeping a tally. Good. And she goes back and comes back with a figure of uh, 500 gold. And that's for the week? No, that's just so far. Oh, so far? Yeah. Okay. Um, I pay her the 500 mm-hmm. and I tell her, just keep me informed if we spend any more and I'll pay it. Thank you. No problem. So I'm going to go back to the room. Okay. Uh, you find Jareth, Harmon, and Adrian all in the room sitting around. Uh, Harmon is actually playing with socks. <laughs> just trying to like pet the cat and the cat is taking advantage of every single edge on mm-hmm. Harmon's hands, rubbing up against yeah. it. <laughs> Cats like to rub up against real solid stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this looks cozy. How's everyone doing? Okay. Um, Mom went to sleep. All right, I'm going to go check on her real quick. Okay. And I go in the bedroom. I'm kind of dozing. Feeling any better? What do you mean? 
You just didn't want to talk to me earlier, so. I never said that. You didn't need to say it. It's not really fair, you know. What? Storming off and then telling me that I'm the one that didn't want to talk. Right. That's not fair. But getting angry with me and then not telling me why you are angry with me in the first place. And just answering my questions with evasions or accusations. That's plain fair. You want to talk about it? We can talk about it. But I don't have the energy to drag it out of you, Celine. Not this time. Is this what we are going to do every time we come across someone who has made a bad decision? What? Help? Try to help? Helping is one thing. We did what we were asked to do. It was not our responsibility to fix our mistake. I'm not trying to fix it. I was trying to help the best way I knew how. It would risk to yourself. If I thought there was too big of a risk, I wouldn't have done it. And I promised I wouldn't make any deals, and I didn't. Is that why you're angry? Because I asked you to open a door? So what happens the next time we find someone who is tricked? I'm not quite sure I understand why you're upset. Because it is not our responsibility to make up for other people's mistakes. I'm not trying to make up for anybody's mistakes. I was trying to get information. I don't think we can fix this one, Celine. And what about the next one? I don't know. Hasn't happened yet. And when it does happen? I don't know. And when it does happen, do we drop everything like we did here? We didn't drop anything. We spent a day... To go and clean up someone else's mistake. Again, we didn't clean up anything. Can you stop just talking around things and just flat out say what the fuck is wrong? Because what I'm hearing is you're upset because we tried to help someone. Oh no, excuse me. That I tried to help someone because I did this all by myself today, apparently. As if you weren't standing right next to me every step of the way. Until you wanted to open that door. Then why didn't you say no? What would you have done if I did? I would have said okay. Kristen's mistake was not our responsibility to fix. None of this was. I w never said I was trying to fix it. Yet you wanted to go to the Feywild to demand answers. I wanted to ask questions. And I didn't demand anything. I just asked. And why was this burden put upon you instead of Risden herself? Can Risden open a door? She found a way to make the deal. Well, you heard her. She, he just appeared as something. But I, 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 I'm not understanding. You're upset because we're helping people, or at least trying. That's what this is. I'm glad you did not make any deals with him. I told you I wouldn't. And I'm glad you did not. 
Okay, let's go back to my question. Are you upset because we're helping people? Of course not. Then what is upsetting you? I thought he told you. No, you haven't. You've danced around whatever point you're trying to make. Are you upset because I asked you to open a door? Because again, I asked. I didn't demand you do it. And I even said you can say no. <laughs> and what if I had said no? Not like I said, I would have said okay. You made the choice to open the door, Solomon. Would it really have been that simple? Or would your need to save everyone preceded you? Your ability to open doors is yours. Just like my ability to shift is mine. And if you had said no, then that would be your choice. And I would have been fine with it. But I won't ask anymore. I'd rather avoid the passive aggressiveness. She just starts crying. Just like tears start streaming down your face. I think she just kind of curls in on herself. Tally just is gently touching her and stroking her back and petting her hair. And I'm sorry if... No, I'm not sorry. I can't be sorry for trying to help someone, Celine. I buried my parents, literally telling them that they were in the wrong for not helping when they could have. She kind of stops crying, like she's listening. They knew, they knew people were getting hurt. They didn't do anything. Just stayed inside a bubble it wasn't their problem it wasn't our family it wasn't our pack and it was the wrong decision i can't do that again i can't just sit by and not help even if it just means getting an answer if i could get one you're not obligated to do something that you don't want to do if you had said you didn't want to open a door, I would have understood. Kind of looks over her shoulder at you. He's kind of waiting for you to continue. We were doing this together this whole time, and if you had just once had wanted me to stop, I would have. You know that, right? I just... I made a promise that I was going to try and protect my home. My home is this district and everybody in it. She kind of turned around and just leaned into you. And I pull you up into my arms. I don't say anything, but you can kind of tell. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. 
We are all over social media, and you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that, too, in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, plus you'll get exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit S. Barr, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.